Hello everyone. Um this is Natalie again. Um we are about to make a final podcast talking about the importance of leadership, society depending on a good leadership or individuals and commitment to its rules and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy. What do you guys think is the importance of a good leadership? Well, to be honest, leadership is pretty much integral to anything you do involving people. It's pretty much necessary for any sort of civilization. You have to have a leader, even in primitive civilizations, like in nature, like a lion's pride. There's always one lion that's considered to be the leader that leads all the others to hunt and catch food and such. So what do you guys think? I think that the importance of good leadership is that your leader or the person that's like somewhat in charge needs to know that they're going to take the responsibility and make the decisions for everyone in the group. It's not just you making decisions for yourself you have to think about others that are around you and the others that you're responsible for yeah i completely agree with that and i think um integrity is a big part of leadership and like as you as you can see in the ted ed that's like how to understand power um well good leadership is essential to like functioning society because um like who has power often determines like what happens in the group. So it's kind of like um, good leadership, it's vital in harnessing like the and then using it to actually lead yourself for yourself. Yeah, I think I get it. That's kind of similar to the power really does go to your head article about the dictator game where people were given power and most of them exempted uh, behavior that was considered corrupt. Most people, if they were to see, let's say, a corrupt politician in the news, they would probably think to themselves, oh, if I were in that position, I would be a lot better. But the truth of the matter is not really. It takes a very specific kind of person to be able to call themselves a good leader and not um, overstate their power. Yeah, so in that article, like, it's called How to Be a Leader, Not a Boss, and it's by Lauren Adley. She mentions how a good leader identifies themselves with their followers and sees their position as an opportunity to serve and make others better. So I think that kind of really exemplifies how focusing on, like, instead of focusing on your ability to control others in your position of power, you should be focusing on like what everyone wants and how your actions can kind of produce like short-term and long-term effects in the society. Yeah, I completely agree with that idea, especially because um, like what a leader does doesn't just affect like a small group, it has like a large scale effect and um, through that will, um, what's it called? Like guide the group. Yeah, building off of like the honest 
um, leader guiding, it's really important um, for a leader to not be corrupt because where a leader's intentions lay and who they kind of want to help with their position of power will affect like what they do. And if they're corrupt, then their like power won't be used to benefit everyone and improve the future of society. And it's only gonna help them, which won't really make them a good leader. I agree with what Claudia said and Jackie and Daniel. I also think that, well, first off, the definition of power is the ability to make others do what you want to have them do. And as long as there are differences in the world, there's always going to be people who try and take advantage of that or people who want to, like, take that into consideration of making it, like, something, something out of it. And... In the podcast, it said, speak up in a voice that's authentic, organize your ideas, then organize other people. And I think that that, the organize your ideas and then organize other people, like, really stood out because you can't, like, you kind of have to, like, make a plan before you put others to work. You can't just expect them to know what you're talking about when you say, oh, do this for me. Like, you have to have a plan or, like in your head plan out something that you think is gonna work like you can't just expect people to do what you want them to do yeah that like completely makes sense and that made me think actually about like the poem that we had to read and um i did the parent advises on leadership and um it made me think like leaders can support entire communities if they have like reliable qualities and without guidance like society can easily like deteriorate is if like challenges are presented so good leadership is like really important to maintaining peace and trust and i think um like a group is really looking to a good leader to um like um have trust and confidence so i think it's really important that there's good leadership in a community or society in order for them to like succeed yeah i i agree with that um going back to the the corrupt politicians kind of talk that we had earlier on one of the videos on TED Talk. It's called The Psychology of Evil by Philip Zimbardo. He quite, he said that no one is completely good and no one is completely evil. And he decided to subcategorize each one. Essentially, he said that bad people, quote unquote, are considered to be coming from uh, bad circumstances. And bad circumstances come from bad systems. So essentially what he's saying is no one is completely bad and depending on the circumstances in which they are placed, different results can happen. This is similar to the dictator game where depending on a person's position of power and the area that they're given, they can be given good results and good behavior or bad results and bad behavior, which I think is really interesting because depending on circumstances, someone who would be a good leader in one situation wouldn't be a good leader in another situation. I think that's like really interesting because that also relates to um, Lord of the Flies because um, if the boys had been in another situation, would they have been like good, good or bad leaders? Because I know um, Jack was a good leader when he was in the choir, but then once he was like had the pressure of being stranded on this island, like have to survive, he could like turn into a completely different type of leader, like savage and um, completely separate from what Ralph was doing. So I thought that was really interesting what you said, Daniel. 
Yeah, uh, mentioning Lord of the Flies, uh, one of the articles, I'm not, I don't remember what it was, it was talking about a real life Lord of the Flies situation where a group of six, 17 year old boys were stuck in an island for a year and a half, I believe. I don't remember the specifics. But what was interesting is it, that it seemed completely different from what the events took place in the book because obviously some of the factors were different, but most of them ended up uh, helping each other out. They were able to build a sort of mini community with the six of them. They were able to hunt for food. They were able to self-sustain themselves for over a year and a half. And I think it's really interesting. Obviously some circumstances were different, like I said earlier. They were also a lot older and they knew themselves beforehand. So that probably helped out a lot when they were stranded on the island. But like I said before, with the circumstances, depending on circumstances, someone like in the island with the 17 year old boys would have a good community in a good situation or relatively. And in order to fly, since they didn't know each other, they were very disorganized. It ended up in a bad situation with three of the boys ended up dead. So uh, that, that's interesting. question uh to what extent does society depend on good leadership i think that in lord of the flies like the boys that were on the island with ralph and jack that kind of like made their society like that was their group that they stuck with they were like stranded there alone so they had to like become somewhat of friends and trust each other and i think that some failed to do that and some were successful with that. But in chapter four of Lord of the Flies, Ralph became really angry with Jack because Jack said, um, or no, Ralph said, don't you want to be rescued? All you can talk about is the pig, pig, pig. Like Jack went out and he hunted the pig. And uh, later on in the book, he did put the fire out too because of that. And Ralph is over there trying his hardest to like get rescued and provide like warmth for the group. And I understand where Ralph and Jack are coming from. Ralph, like, again, he wants to, like, be the leader. And he, like, knows what's best for all of them. And Jack saw that, like, the boys were hungry or whatever. And he wanted to get food for them. But Jack kind of, like, took his power, like, over the top and said, oh, well, if the boys are hungry, then let me go get some food for them. But didn't think of... I guess like the aftermath of what that could cause like you didn't think of how that would affect you like later on of like getting rescued like how is like feeding them at this moment gonna help you like get off of this island yeah i completely agree and my i think my quote's around the same area as yours natalie um but i was um mine was about like how Ralph was stressing that they've got to relight the fire and then he was getting mad at Jack because he's saying like, you never thought of that Jack, did you? Or don't any of you want to be rescued? So I think the importance of good leadership is really shown here because of the effect it has on the future of a, of a group. 
Um, and I think this is especially amplified in extreme situations when leadership can determine like the life or death of a group. So um, I think the constant power battle between Ralph and Jack really demonstrates the extent to like which a group's um, future is dependent on like the type of leadership. And I think in this case, like Ralph was always advocating for the fire and like they needed to keep it lit so that they could be rescued. And it's in the end, even though it wasn't because of Ralph, like the fire was what got them saved. But under if they were under Jack's like immature leadership, I don't think that they would have been rescued just because it was all about the food. It was all about like winning the boys over, about just like having fun. And then I feel like they would have been stranded on the island forever. So I think like Lord of the Flies really shows how essential it is that like leaders think of the nature of the entire groups, not just like, I don't know, themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like I agree with that. His kind of immaturity as a leader and his intentions were kind of to get as much power as possible rather than caring about the group and what they want. So kind of like his selfish intentions and agenda led to the island and society kind of into chaos, which kind of goes back to what I was saying to the last question about corruption and how the path a community takes, whether it's improvement or it's like regressing, is a result of like a leader's degree of corruption and who their actions aim to benefit. So as we can see with Jack, his actions were intended to benefit him and get him as much power as possible rather than getting the boys off the island, which consequently resulted in like the big power battle and the fire being put out and like all these things. So. Yeah, that's actually really similar to the boss versus leader article where a boss would be only thinking about himself, thinking about how to finish his goal, gain as much power as possible, where a leader is considered to be someone who leads the entire group, not just himself. Obviously, if you were to look up the actual definition of boss and leader, they would be considered to be synonyms. But I think in a symbolic sense, uh, Ralph is more of a leader and Jack is more of a boss. So we've been talking a lot about like good leadership, but um, what do you guys think is it, like, to what extent does society depend on its individual's allegiance and commitment to its rules? I think the last part, the commitment to its rules plays like a huge role in being a leader and like having leadership in your possession because like, I guess not, and not everything, but most things do have somewhat of like rules to follow or like guidelines to like guide you through whatever you're doing but if you don't have any rules like while you're while you are a leader to a society or your group or community then it's all gonna fall apart like you can't just go off of like what you think is best in the moment that's not what is gonna like make you succeed in the long run it's that you need to have like some sort of a plan and rules to follow to give to your group so that you can like I guess in like Lord of the Flies be rescued like plan these specific rules like I give you the food or whatever yeah that's kind of like how when Jack was on the mountain and they were all having a discussion about how to start their fire 
Jack just up and decided, oh, the conch just doesn't matter on the island. You could just talk whenever. If you're on the mountain, you don't need the conch. And he just decided that on the fly, nobody argued with him for some reason. And nobody consulted him as to whether or not that was a good idea. He just decided it because he wanted to. Bringing back to the, like, Daniel, your point and my point before, that when it says to depend on individuals, then it's not just the leader that has to, like, put in the effort of, like, getting rescued or whatever they're doing. It's that each individual person needs to be responsible for their own actions and needs to be responsible for helping your leader. Like, your leader is going to give orders and have rules, you need to follow them and you need to try your best to achieve those things. Yeah, I completely agree, especially, so I was thinking about in a step towards falling and how I think it's like a social, um, like given that you're respectful towards like disabled people, but um, especially the football team and the person who like assaulted um, Belinda, they definitely were not showing good integrity or following the rules and that drastically changed Belinda's life forever. And I think it's really important that um, everyone is like committed to the rules and um, like politeness, not politeness, but um, good character. And it's not all up to the leaders or the school. I think it's really the deciding factors, like individuals and the actual students that decide if they're going to be a good person or not that day. So I just saw that in a step towards falling. And I think it definitely connects to the theme. Yeah, kind of to have like large scale positive changes and stuff. The whole community has to come together as one, and it is kind of a leader's job to unite the community, but it's important for everyone within that society to do their part. So, yeah, as you were saying, like in a different part of a step toward falling, we can see with Emily and Lucas, they both knew what they're supposed to do. If they see someone like crying for help, or if they feel like someone might be getting raped or something, they know that they're supposed to like help them or go get help. But neither of them played their part and like followed through with the rules that kind of the school and society have put in place for that situation. And yeah, as you were saying, like that resulted in kind of like Belinda's whole life being torn apart. Um, for one of the like the real world experience or what's it called examples, um, I my article was on like COVID and like social responsibility, and I think that really like stresses how like individual like action can come to have like a collective what's it called commitment to the rules, and then the outcome can decide the future of a group. So I just thought that was interesting because it's like our country's really individualistic and um, well, especially compared to other countries. So that's just something to think about, I guess. And especially with like COVID, um, social responsibility is like a big thing that everyone's always talking about. Yeah, I think that um, this goes more towards the last question of how does our individual integrity play into the role of individual responsibility? And in the article of social responsibility, it said that there was a quote that 
Um, the pandemic has showcased much of our daily lives depending on the efforts of essential workers like nurses, doctors, grocery store clerks, personal workers, and like things like that. And now that really played a big part because they kind of went like unnoticed. Like these are, these human beings are like go often unrecognized because now that we actually like need them and we like see them as like our leaders of like them to keep us healthy and safe they are kind of like put in the position of like living up to that i guess i mean it is their job but like you are you know the most about this stuff and like how you can help us with it i guess yeah i totally agree with both of you but it's also really important like even though the doctors and stuff know the most about kind of like COVID and the steps to take, it's really important for the individuals to kind of follow through with that. And kind of like as Jackie was saying, in the different countries, we can see the different things happening. So here in like the United States, yeah, like the mask mandate is a thing and people are supposed to stay six feet apart, but nothing's really been shut down. And I know like New Zealand was one of the first countries to open back up and like, they're on summer vacation right now and everything's completely normal. Like the only things they can't really go on airplanes, but they were like in deep quarantine for maybe a month. Like you couldn't really go out of your postcode without kind of a police officer being like, where are you going? Like, do you have a reason to be leaving? So as well as like their leadership in placing those, like the police officers and stuff to do that, everyone like stayed inside and followed the rules and walked people were telling them to do so I think that's really important yeah I like that was actually a really good example um I think so in the article it says that with this whole pandemic it's stressed that like with the health of our family community and economy depends on us setting aside personal wants and needs for the good of the whole and I think that's like a really interesting thing to say because um how like individualism can hinder like the success of a population and um like especially in like this pandemic um it's really important that everyone cooperates by sacrificing some freedoms and then so that we can get out of this um thing early just like new zealand did yeah you could see the effects of just a couple people not following the rules and following individual integrity let's say someone was to go outside who is below the age that covid were to affect them they could still get infected but they wouldn't be harmed in any way just because it's not harming them specifically doesn't mean that they should be allowed to go outside because by going outside and passing on the coronavirus it can affect other people just by going outside when you weren't supposed to and i think if a lot more people were to fall through with their own responsibilities and stay inside and self-quarantine then i think quite a few people could have been saved and i think we probably could have been out of this coronavirus a lot earlier Yeah, so we've already kind of talked about like leaders being selfless or like selfish and how, what their intentions, like whether it's to benefit them or to benefit a society kind of changes things. But even though those just like in the community might not feel like they have a bunch of power, they really do. And it's important to not be like selfish. They're not exactly corrupt, but if their intentions and like actions are more selfish, then it can really affect the community and have a 
like a large impact and it could be good or it could be bad and in this case it would most likely be bad yeah there's definitely uh groups of individuals who could do good for communities that would probably include uh let's say uprisings protesting all that stuff if done correctly that could definitely benefit communities and societies and that's done by individuals not by the leaders and quite a few examples of that there is a lot of protests against the police recently i don't agree with some of it but i do think that it's a good example of a group of individuals coming together to try and get something done without the help of a real leader which i think is really interesting giving the wish me one thing How do you guys think our individual integrity um, plays into the question of individual responsibility? Um, so I think um, for this question, um, our outside reading book in a step towards falling really like ties into it. Um, so I think like an individual's integrity plays a major role in how they respond to the pressure of conflict. <clears throat> and depending on the situation, the, the responsibilities they take on are heavily impacted by their character and their values. So in a step towards falling, Emily shows the journey of taking responsibility when she realizes that she's like never been honest with her friends about the football game or they and she's never told them about Lucas. And I think um through the whole like book, Emily's inner battles demonstrate how the failure to take action can drive someone to realize their responsibilities <clears throat> and learn how to enact change. Um so We can see Emily and Lucas and they both portray how their integrities were compromised under pressure at the football game. And even though they both like knew what was right, they in that moment they like failed to act on that. So um I think we can really see really good um character development throughout the book as they recognize their responsibilities and um learn to maintain their integrity. and i think this is demonstrated like at the end when emily finally owns up to her mistakes and tells her friends the truth and i think that was like really great at the end of the book and it also shows how like individual integrity really plays into your like your responsibilities determine what your integrity is yeah so like we're all at school and it's online school so Obviously there's like simpler ways to cheat now cuz like teachers aren't there they're on proctors in the room and stuff but it's that kind of goes back to like individual integrity and like your individual responsibility of like your learning and taking tests and things like that to the best of your extent like just with yourself as you know that you should um so like now with online school I think that's like a really solid example of like using your own integrity Yeah, definitely. Um that kind of reminds me of the psychology of evil that I mentioned earlier where he used an example of a prison camp and prisoners of war being abused by prison guards by America. They were considered to be good people that's why they were put in that position and they were supposed to you know just watch over them but they ended up getting harassed sexually abused 
of humiliating situations. It, some of the pictures that was shown was pretty graphic. Um, those people, because they were put in a position of power and they were given anonymity and they wouldn't be apprehended or otherwise uh, punished for their actions, they were able to do as they pleased without any worry, which I think is really sad that people need a reason to not do bad things. That's why laws are in place. That's there for a reason. If there wasn't a law in place for, let's say, stealing, people, quite a few people might go out and steal stuff. So I think that's really interesting to think about. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was thinking about that too, and like integrity and how like anonymity really affects that. And I also think like the theme of good versus evil in Lord of the Flies, like are humans born good or are they born evil? Like, are they corrupt or not when they're born? So I think that's a really interesting question. And I like personally, I think like they're born good, but then through their experiences. And as you mentioned earlier, Daniel, like about the circumstances, I think people can get corrupt. But then again, you see things like Lord of the Flies and I don't know, it's kind of interesting to think about, like, good or evil. Yeah, I don't think anything is really divided as to one side or the other. I think everything's probably a mixture of both sides. Let's say, if we talk about politics, we go from Democratic or Republican, right? Most people choose either or choose a third party. But the truth of the matter is, just because you, let's say, you're a Democrat, does not mean you believe in absolutely everything that they believe in that the party generally accepts. You can't have certain opinions that differ from them and still consider yourself to be a Republican or a Democrat. And that does not just apply to politics, that applies to opinions, that applies to religion, let's say. Uh, there's all these different versions of Christianity and the different offshoots. It's really interesting to think about how nothing's really one-sided, everything is a mixture. And that's a wrap, guys. Um, we just hit our 30-minute mark, so we had to end a little bit early. And we wish we could go on forever and ever. But we want to give our teacher some break during her winter break. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys liked our final podcast. And we'll see you later.